Fields, Tony Morales, Joshua Michael, your favorite people. You, you download, we get thousands of these, we're happy. Send us some more emails, guys, come on. I get most, the, most of my emails are like, hey, you're the podcast we're looking for. Um, tell us you love us, tell us you hate us. It's uh, Colin and Josh at minefieldspodcast.com. Most of my interviews always talk about my ass and about me extending my car warranty. Your car warranty. Yep, yep. We're desperately trying to get a hold of you for that. Yeah. Or uh, people thinking that, like, you know, trying to get booked. No. Nah. No. Occasional one asking my Pedro Morales' grandson. I am not. <laughs> Anybody wondering? I get that occasionally, like, true life. I got uh, Mox's book today. I'm ready to read that. I heard Chapter 14 is insane. Oh, uh, what in particular am I missing about Chapter 14? I did not you know get, I... You gotta get to Chapter 14 to find out. First 13 chapters are good, but then they go to Chapter 14. Gotcha. It, it was worth the uh, $16 on, on, the, on the Kindle, because I like to have everything on the iPad Pro. This, I live off this thing, man. Like, I, I download music, I make DJ mixes, I read a lot of my comics, um... This thing's fucking nuts. I draw, format flyers, edit video. I don't know what I'd do without her. Yeah, I don't use I don't use my stuff nearly enough. Freaking, every freaking. I, I like having the physical copies, especially with my comic books. I like having. My, I, I have the physical copies. Don't get me wrong, but I, I I just can't have that many goddamn comics on me at all 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 at once. You don't care. I'm, I'm lucky. My wife is very forgiving. Yeah, I noticed she posted that the other day. Like, uh, you went comic shopping without me. Way to, way to hurt my feelings. <laughs> no, it wasn't about comic shopping without her. She doesn't want to go to the comic store with me. No, I'm talking but about she, me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> that part is true. Um, but no, she was really going off about it. Like, I think I was, I was like, oh, I'm going to run to Walmart real quick. And freaking ended up at, uh, ended up at Entertain Mart and bought about a dozen old issues of Batman. Batman and Detective Comics. Very nice. They were in the they were in like the two to two to three dollar bin. Excellent. So, wasn't overly pricey, but I was gone for like an extra hour. Yeah, and then uh, I worry that one day you're going to fall into the uh, the trap that you're going to accidentally get a free issue of Adventures of Batman, the old school like uh, Dini type style books. And the next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're going to have every fucking one of them. And then especially yeah. one, one day you're going to call me at like 2 a.m. Like, I got my first appearance of Harley Quinn. <laughs> I'll have found it like in a dollar bin somewhere. Yeah. And just like sneakily snuck it in there. Like, Yep. Yeah. This who was, knew? This was in the bin. Don't no, I freaking I actually found issue. It was it was bad. I want to say Batman 644, which is actually. The first appearance of the Electrocutioner from the Arkham games. Oh, very nice. So I don't think anybody on the planet really cares about it, but I was like, hell yeah, I'm getting it. 
the Ark and I think I think at most, like I said, it was three bucks. Shit, man! Anything to deal with that? It's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a first appearance kick right now, so I'm gonna ride that wave. But and, and guys, we're not just we're not first collect first appearance collectors because we're speculating. No, we just we these are relics that we cherish. These people, like I just want to say, they're mine, mine, oh, all mine, all mine, and we have. You know, I'm 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 gonna kick myself for bringing it up. I mean, we've got that genie in a bottle, uh, Ed over here in uh in Colorado. So we, we he needs to sponsor us. Like we put him over like thirty times. <laughs> like it's true. I just don't want to think about him in any like anything Christina Aguilera would wear. No, I know, right? It's just just uh oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> Jolly old Saint Ed. <laughs> Jolly old Saint Ed. You got. The entirety of Maximum Carnage for fifty dollars. Yeah, it was insane. Freaking, I was all like, if I he was, I was, he was like, I just got this in, and I was like, I was like, should I? Should I not? Should I? Should I not? And then I was like, when the hell am I ever going to get the opportunity to just randomly stumble upon the entirety of Maximum Carnage? Let alone at the price of fifty bucks, dude. It just wasn't gonna. It's not gonna happen. If I'd have been there, you would have woken up on the floor like, "What happened? I thought I was buying a, a, <laughs> a entire a series of Maximum Carnage for fifty dollars." No, dude, you fell. You fell and you hit your head real hard. I bought those for fifty dollars. <laughs> I want to remind you of the fact that the time we freaking were in Amarillo, and freaking we found. I found uh, freaking New Mutants eighty seven. Wasn't around you to get to it. Yeah, because you're anti-fast. You're, you're, yeah, you're not going to catch me. No. So. <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm not salty about it. I'm glad you got it, man. That's gnarly. Oh, that's but, really, it's pretty cool. No, nah, uh, it's it's one of those things. If, if, if it's an Ed's, just, he's got it. Like, it's, it'll yeah, happen. He, he's, you know, he's, he's been finding some pretty, you know, really, like, really good stuff. Like, I remember we found the entire... I found a uh, freaking Batman Year One there. Batman Year Three. We collect. We completed your Year One off of that. Correct. And then my uh, my Year Three, I completed off of that. I ended up finding the first appearance of Ventriloquist there. Uh, freaking! I finally got my X Men onslaught. I've been looking for. Cause I never get around to finding it. All the other places I found it. I didn't give that to you. I thought I had another one of those. Oh uh, no! I just I just found it this week. Not now, the. Uh, I gave you um, Alpha. You you give me Alpha and Omega. Yeah. The the shiny ones too. Um. Ah, just this is what happens, man. Just we walk through minefields. We take care of each other, and it's just one of those things. We both had some crazy stressful last weeks. Uh, I got sick as hell. Uh, I almost made it through Silver October. I had four little blunders, but even then, uh. It was. I couldn't believe how much shit I got done, man. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I made it all the way through, but my uh, my peanut butter addiction flared up about two weeks in, and I just couldn't resist. Yeah, it's what it is. It is what it is, man. And we got some great comics to talk about. Before we start, uh, I think I've watched the uh, Abaddon uh, versus Doctor Britt Baker DMD. Uh, I think about seven or eight times already, and it's one of my favorite matches I've ever seen. I'm so happy with it. And nice, be- nice. before we get too far into it, I have to say that uh, if we're working, because, you know, we're shit, man. I'm booked for three shows this month, uh, doing nice. photography and, and one for production, of course, at our home new era. Um, but um, 
if you ask me how your match was, uh, you're going to get a mark response because I, 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 I turn off the an- analytics that, that, that I, I can't do it, man. I remember like when I started making comics and, and drawing and writing, like it, it almost ruined comics for me because I'd read a comic like I can't, I'll never be this good or I, they fucked that up and that's still there. But when it comes to wrestling, um, no, I'm 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 not gonna ruin my markness in that because I'm not a wrestler. I don't want to be a wrestler. I want to make good art, and you guys have thankfully given me the you know resident artist position where we're doing some crazy shit. Hell, we're getting people don't know this, but they're getting Junsu comics. Um, well, they do now. Yeah, thanks for ruining the surprise. Um, but <laughs> but uh, um, when I watch when I watch these matches, man, I just I just want to watch it and enjoy it. I don't want to analyze it and think this, that, or this, but every now and then something, you know, pops up. I, I, like, visually, this was an astonishing match. Like, the tacks in the mouth, the curb stomp of the chair, um, biting the face, uh, the, the the emotion on Abaddon's face, because like, I gotta say, when it comes to Abaddon, she's one of my favorite wrestlers since the moment I laid eyes on her. Like, when it comes to Abaddon, uh, I feel the way I imagine that people that saw the misfits for the first time and like these guys are going to be big and and you know stuck with them and Mm -hmm. that's an iconic name or uh if you were the you were you know i I found garbage when they first came out like like they're 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 special to me yeah so my opinion can't really be taken too much in account when if someone if she had asked me uh how her match was, I would have been like, it was fucking awesome, man. Like I loved every fucking moment of it, but, but there yeah. was, but what did sneak in was, uh, one spot was, uh, when the chip, when the table didn't break. And we wanted to talk about psychology behind that. Mm-hmm. You, you brought up the LAX match. Uh, one of the last matches they had with, um, God, I'm OBE, OBE and impact. And yeah, that's not that's not so much about the psychology of the table spot, but it's more so about people's love of the table spot because the matching question we were talking about was the uh, the barbed the third barbed wire massacre match that TNA or Impact ever yeah pardon me ever did, and I just remember like there was you know barbed wire around the ring, there was ladders, um, they put chopsticks into one of the Chris brothers' heads. But I remember the crowd just chanting, we want tables the whole time. And I was like, and that always bothered me because I'm like, you know, all this insanity, all these these guys are literally giving their bodies for your entertainment. There's so many other goodies in the ring other than just yeah. a, a standard and table spot. All you, wanted, all you want is a basic ass table spot. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily just like it's just ingrained in like the wrestling fans culture. Mm hmm. They're like, oh my god, oh, I want to take, we want tables, you know, it's, it's so easy to chant. Because, like, the biggest thing, which, like, that I've kind of come across just watching wrestling and participating is that the easier the chant is, the more likely it is to get over. You know, what? Yes. You know, stuff like that. And we want tables is a very, you know, you get that rhythm going. Yeah. And there it is, you know. Nobody's chanting barbed wire does, does doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. You know, cut that bitch. Yeah. Ish. But like freaking, you know, we want blood maybe. But like 
I don't know. Maybe it's just that, or like it's the fact that like the the Dudley Boys got tables over to such a large degree in WWE that like they are freaking able to just make it work, and like it just kind of it's a chant that kind of transcended the Dudley Boys in and of themselves. That it just got huge, but like freaking, you know, it's you know, it's a it's a a huge thing. And there's, I guess, you now there is something satisfying about going through that table. And I think to like a degree, there's always that question: Are they going to go through the table, or are they going to freak? Is the table not going to break? You know, from Cause, what, I mean, freaking, you know, that's that huge thing on freaking uh, Botchamania. I am the table. Yeah. You know, it's such a thing that like will you know will the table break? Well, it won't break. That's a good point because I don't ever remember anyone ever chanting "We want ladders" with with uh, with uh, Edge and uh, and Christian or Edge and Christian the Hardys. Hardys, you know, yeah. Them. We we want ladders. That that sounds kind of whack. Just saying it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> it it just it just doesn't work. It doesn't it doesn't have that same flow. Yeah. As we want tables. You know, like I said, and plus, you know, freaking, you get, you know, ladder matches are, you know, awesome. They're insane, you know, freaking uh, ladder, you know, ladder matches, ladder war, TLC, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there's there's just something about the tables that, like, it's, it's, the, it's like the ultimate inanimate object just because, like I said, there's that whole thought process of what if the table doesn't break? You know, now what are they going to do if the table doesn't break? You know, we got to break the table. Yeah. Freaking, they don't end up breaking in that match. They don't end up breaking the table. From what I understand, when it doesn't break, it hurts like a motherfucker ten times worse. Oh, it's, right? it's te- yeah, it's, it's way worse if it doesn't break. Freaking, um, you know, I remember the first time I ended up using a, a table well, actually on accident because it didn't break. Oh shit! I was wrestling this guy called Zane up in uh, South Dakota, and it was a, the whole the whole thought process. I'm not a hardcore guy by any stretch of the imagination, you know, I, I'm willing to do it if I freaking, if it calls for it, but like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get there. I'm not just like, oh, I'm just going to do hardcore. Yeah. But like this guy, it was a, it was a hardcore fetish and I, I wasn't that guy. That was the whole point. But like he went for a swanton on the table and the whole thing was, I ended up moving. And when I ended up moving, he didn't, he bounced off the table, didn't break. Oh shit! Yeah, and this is like my first time ever utilizing the uh, utilizing a table in this manner, and we ended up having to you know come up with something. Freaking yeah. ended up ended up doing a running liger bomb through it and just kind of hoping for the best. And you know, fortunately, it worked. Well, goddamn, man! <laughs> yeah, and that's how I became the UCW World Heavyweight Champion. Do you still have that belt? <laughs> I do. I'll tell you how it happened to it off screen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You didn't do any paid shit with it, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd have a way better story to tell. No, she, probably not. She had a gnarly Halloween costume, uh, and she called everyone else out to, to uh, guess what it was. Have you ever seen Death Becomes Becomes Her? Oh, like back in the day, yeah. Yeah, remember she got the Goldie Hawn got the shotgun through the through the mm-hmm. uh, through the through torso. The yeah, yeah, well, she she got the the mirror set up and perfect. Like, guess who I am? She looked phenomenal on it. Like, it, like it, it's such a uh, that movie. By the way, a random bit of trivia that actually was supposed to be a Tells from the Crypt movie. 
Oh, was it? Yes, and it it, it should have been if 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 you think about it. But uh, mm-hmm. she was perfect, Goldie Hawn, all wet, you know, coming out of the fountain, and it, it just looked great. And uh, back to the Abaddon thing, man. I, I just I, there were so many fun things going on, like the the tacks in the mouth, the curb stomp, biting that girl's face, biting Brit's uh, fingers. Uh, Jericho, Y2J, my hero, just giving some of the best commentary ever with Taz. Like, it was, I just had so much fun with it. Like, it, I've seen a lot of, I watch a lot of wrestling, you know, we both do. But it's been a while since I had something get me so psyched for, like, it, it wasn't too gimmicky. It, it was a lot of fun. And, and reminded me that, you know, it, there was a lot of good wrestling in that. I was really proud of her. Uh, um, she's been on the show. Thank you. Knew her before she was cool. Yeah, I'm OG. I'm OG Abaddon. Whatever. <laughs> mm. But hell, man, it was just uh, it was a lot of fun, and I, and I just love like every little bit of it. At the very end, you know, Jericho is like, you know, Happy Halloween, everyone. I'm like, Jericho just told me Happy Halloween to me, <laughs> <laughs> to me, and me alone, and me alone. Ah, but man, My stars. Man, we have been limit pushing like crazy. Do you ever remember being this tired? No. And I have a child. You have a kid. I'm. I'm. Work- I have a rambunctious six-year-old. Uh, uh, he's probably still up at this hour, which is ridiculous. He, but he's, he's got his ear to the wall right now. He's gonna. By the time he's thirteen, he's gonna be a, a, a world-class wrestler, have a killer podcast, and uh, better comics than you. <laughs> oh, the comics aren't happening. I tell you that for a fact. Mm-hmm. He's already we working on this frog splash earlier today. Ridiculous. I got real scared because all of a sudden he's like, frog splash. Oh, crap. All right. Got to do it. <laughs> yeah, freaking. Uh, he can chain better than freaking half the indie guys around here. Oh, that's gnarly. That's awesome. Son of yeah, he's got, he's, got a, he's got a good trainer. Yeah, he does, man. We've been busting our ass like uh your your uh, both our shoot jobs have been running us wild. Um, I've been pulling like at least ten fifteen extra. Um, got a new place and got some extra things I want to get knocked out of and before Christmas and we got Thanksgiving coming up. I've got three gigs. You've got two. Um, but minor photography. Um, yeah, and then I'm working on the Junsu comic and. Suicide Puppets put us over in a big way. They're the uh, leads. Uh, they're the uh, theme song for Blockbuster. And uh, how hard would it be to get everyone to do a Blockbuster before the show started with their opponent? We can get everyone doing a Blockbuster like five or six of them in a row, pop, 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 pop from different angles. I just see what I can do. Cool. I appreciate it. We're getting there early. We're not stopping. We're not. Oh no, we're totally. We're totally stopping. We're going, dude. We every time we stop, we get to a good, a cool place. We buy a bunch of shit, but then we get to Mile High, and then we have zero time to look around Mile High while the fucking cashier is still there. <laughs> That's what intermission's for. You get ten minutes. I don't have what ten you, minutes during intermission. What can you do with that time? What can you do with that time? Oh shit! Yeah, film promos, all the good stuff, man. I was able to buy two issues of Ghost Rider twenty ninety nine and two issues of X Force, the inaugural, the comeback show. Nice. Hey, how much do you have a Doom twenty ninety nine so far? Not much. I think I'm going to get the first issue right now. I thought you wouldn't get all those Dooms. I was going to. I just never got around to it. Oh. I ended up finding. I ended up finding the uh, the last two 
Age of Apocalypse issues I was looking for. Weapon X3 and Astonishing X-Men 4. Nice. So you got all the gamut and the externals? There's four of them. I've got, I've got all of them now. i got all the Age of Apocalypse. Cool. i got to get the freaking... They did like a 10-year after one i got to pick up at some point, but... I'll save that for another day. we got a juicy show tonight, man. Uh, we're going to... There's a couple I want to focus on in terms of form, and we'll talk about form in just the middle... In a little bit, but we're really going to focus on Inferno number two, Fear State Catch-Up, which is basically just Batman 116, Daredevil number 35, King Spawn number three, Gunslinger number one, House of Slaughter number one, and Arkham City, <laughs> The Order of the World number two, Mr. Miracle number six, Ice Cream number 26, Swamp Thing number nine, and how Spidey is not going well lately. It's terrible. <laughs> it's What's wrong with Spidey? What's wrong with Spidey is that uh, Ryan Otley's gone, and uh, main writer gone, and we've got some new people that are, God bless them, and I say it, in, God bless their hearts, Aww. in the southern sense, Aww. because they're bringing back Ben Riley and clone shit, and Peter's in, like, he he's in the hospital right now with uh, radiation poisoning, he might not make it, and... Um, Every it's just it's corporate bullshit. I, like, I, I I think I think in their heart of hearts they're like we can redeem the clone saga. No, stop it. <laughs> just let it die. Just let it go. Let it let let it. Let's pretend it didn't happen. And um, the artwork is great. The dialogue flows, but it's mm-hmm. all it does is piss me. It just it really like hey Tony, remember that one girlfriend that you talked about that screwed you over like three, four times and then that lasted like three, four years? Uh, you want to talk about that? Or maybe there's a dead grandma you want to talk about. Any other painful memories you want to talk about? In Yeah, that's, that's what it feels like. And I'm like, leave it alone. Like, like th- this Well, thanks is- for bringing that up, you jerk. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just one of those things, like, stop reminding us of this shit. Like, it, like, yeah. th- like they already did their best to bury this, and um, now we're going back into it. And it's corporate Spidey. Ben Riley stole the, the Spidey brand. And, uh... That doesn't sound good at all. No, no, and it's It's boring. It's boring and it's frustrating, and that's my that's my three or four dollars that I could be buying on lesser comics. <laughs> that would entertain me e- even better. But like I said, the yeah. writing doesn't suck, the artwork isn't bad, but it's just the story know, blows. It blows. See, other thing, I can't, I can't get. There's just too many Spideys. Like freaking, my whole thing is I can't. Like Spidey is like the street level superhero. Like my my whole thing is like when they get into the like the the Spideys from different dimensions and all that like one or two every now and again is cool, but when it's like a consistent thing, I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Like I I just want Spidey to be more like Daredevil. I just want him to be this street level, cool character that I enjoy watching or reading, and freaking, like that's that's what I want. Hell you know, when you you put him in different you know scenarios like that, I just I fall off quick. Yeah, it's it's hard, but I am uh, true blue Spidey. Same thing with Johnny. Uh, never, I'm not gonna miss an issue, even if it sucks. Uh, but uh, we're talking main, like like I'm not missing Amazing Spider-Man. I will miss Web of Spider-Man. I'll I'll miss M- Miles Morales because it's just not that fun. 
but same thing with Constantine. Like, I don't care if it sucks. I'm, I'm still getting it. Like I'm complete, completest when that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, Constantine. I'm, I'll, I'll give, I'll give it to you on Constantine. I got a freaking, I got all the new 52s. I got the rebirth when they had them. I got the, uh, the black labels which are amazing. Black labels are amazing. And, uh, I, I'm still saying we got to talk about this. No fall, adding to the rule, no falling asleep on black label, anything <laughs> like it's it's just at least try the first one and uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, did you? Uh, I, we talked about it briefly. I, I did pick up Imposter. If that's what you're gonna ask. Yeah, and it was, it was solid. I liked it. I'd, I'll keep going. Yeah. We got we got other we, we need other stuff to fall off because we're going broke. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you got to save up for your new place. Yeah, you got to save up for my new place and finish buying all those McFarlane uh, amazing Spider-Mans uh, from old Mr. Ed and Mr. Ed. God, love that guy. Seriously, next time we're there, we're not talking about getting sponsored. <laughs> nah. He's like, I'll just give you a dime. I'll give you an extra 3% off. Sold. Sold. <laughs> to the... Do the Apu from the uh, the Simpsons thing, like, uh, Nikolov expired baby food. Sold! <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, we got, we got some good stuff, man. I, I, let's, um, you're finally caught up House of X, Powers of Ten. Caught up on Inferno. What are your thoughts? Yep. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, man. Friggin' I didn't, you know, the fact that they finally point, like, Moira's a mutant. You know, she's got, you know, the power of reincarnation is solid, you know, and then, you know, we're really interested to see what's going to happen because they made it a point to talk about how they couldn't bring back any anybody with the ability to see the future. Yeah, they brought that up beforehand until before Inferno. We had no idea why. And it was such a it was such a, a weird thing. Uh, I, I don't think it was in uh, House of X of Powers of Ten. It was later on. Uh, it was I think it was maybe like eight months ago. Uh, where uh, Mystique was on yet another failed, uh, uh, doomed mission to destroy Orcus, their uh, mm-hmm. their their orbiting sun base, uh, to prevent the Nimrod going uh, live with the uh, dead scientists that created him inside, and that was doomed. She immediately was detected. Uh, Nimrod, with the scientists' like like actual soul and memories activated in order to just to stop mystique he had to self-destruct and his soul was going to be lost forever his wife who had been working on this for such a long time watched her husband die a second time so we're just they're, they're just stacking more and more reasons for orcas to hate them and they're getting mm-hmm. more and more and more uh dead wolverine skeletons and that are in boiling in acid yeah, you know that's going to come back at some point. Of, of course, and and then we get Mystique. You know, she she they they resurrect her after the failed thing, and they don't mm-hmm. let her know why it failed. And she's like, "How'd it go? You promised you'd bring uh, Destiny back. Yeah, no, we're gonna do that. No, no, no like yet again, it's more. on the it's on the to do. We're gonna we'll do it later. It's yeah, to do list. Yeah, yeah. And how did you feel when you saw it happen? When Destiny came back, or just the whole overall story? The the process of bringing Destiny back. When she, Mystique, just, 
she's always such a a usurper. She's always like mm-hmm. so dirty handed and but this time this time uh, Yeah, she's I mean she's brilliant. She know like she, like she's always got a plan, you know, and whether the plan works out or not. And like you know, we haven't really like I haven't seen a really good mystique story in a long time. No. But no. it's super interesting to just cuz she, you know, she basically conned the five into bringing her back. Cuz that was that was um, you know, Magneto and Professor X's plan biting him in the ass. Yeah. Cuz they you know, they made it a point we can't tell any you know, we can't have this uh we can't have anybody that can see the future come back. But they never told anybody else. No. It was the two of them and it was Moira. And freaking they never told anybody. So when she pretended to be Professor Xavier and had freaking and gave and like I you, I didn't pick up on it. Like I feel kinda dumb looking back at it because I didn't pick up on it at first. But like when she gave Hope the the helmet, the Cerebro helmet, to put Destiny's soul back in her body. Yeah. You know, even then I was like, well, I mean, at the time I didn't realize it was Destiny. But like when she changed, I was like, oh, this all makes sense now. Right. And it's been, uh, it's almost been like two and a half years since House mm-hmm. of X. And they have rarely, I think maybe two or three times mentioned Moira at all and i've been yeah. wondering where the fuck she was yeah, she's got her own little sub basement basement but yeah freaking you know this whole thing about bringing her back and i, I really enjoyed the fact that like <clears throat> she she hit her away for like a month basically um, to get to to let her kind of calm down because once her powers hit again all of a sudden, she was flooded with all these possible futures all at once, and it was too much for her. Like, that just made sense to me. And, like, I was like, oh, you know, freaking, of course, she'd be, you know, she'd be down and out for weeks on end because she, you know, she's been gone for, at the minimal, let's say, months or whatever. Sensory and overload. She, yeah. And it's just everything's flooding. All that, all those months she was gone or whatever it would be flooding back in an instant I gotta say I love the love story here that Mystique did whatever it fucking took how many times does she die and you get the redacted redacted how many times she's died and and you, you see that Chuck Xavier is the one that erased erased those files but all you, all you do get to see is that redacted redacted everything blacked out and then like you know overridden by Charles Xavier so there's still a mark there and mm-hmm. the way they took care of each other really hit hit home with me. I love it. Like, where Mystique is taking care of her, and then when she's conscious enough, and, you know, honey, what did you go through? And you know, and Mystique is having to bear her soul, and there's a beautiful kiss, and then, you know, she uh, dons her armor again to protect herself. And oh. sitting down, and, and then... Uh, I gotta say, my favorite part of this book, other than the love story, was when Mystique was talking to Exodus, who is one of my all-time favorite X-Men characters. Oh, nice. The, she's not tricking him. She's like, you believe, in, you believe in the unreal. And he's like, yeah, within reason. And she lays it down. And he's like, I would tell you I'm a believer. <laughs> like, uh, 
Well, the whole the whole part, like that's probably you know one of the best parts of this whole book. Like I said, is her like I'll expand on it a bit. Is her convincing everybody Ooh. to vote yes? You know, she sits down with Exodus and talks about you know like Nightcrawler was a given. That's that's his mom. You know, Exodus coming in and being like, hey, you know, this is what you know, this is what you want. And she turns around. She talks to him. She she talks to Sinister. And it, you know, with Sinister, it's as simple as freaking. You know, they don't want you to do it. You know, and everybody's got their freaking their reasoning behind it. You know, she talks to Kitty Pride, and you know, Kitty's like, no. You know, but then she talks. To, she talks to Shaw, and she throws in the fact that the White Queen is. You know, the White Queen's gonna say no, so you should say yes. He's like done, fine, okay. <laughs> yeah. But then, he, then she turns around and she cons the white queen into it. What? what just was to in be the on box? the safe side. What was we don't know box? yet. Uh, the the my, my like I immediately fell in the Pulp Fiction mode. Like what's in the like you know what's in the fucking briefcase? Like it's she, somebody, I was I, I was thinking more seven. Yeah, what's in the box? Uh, I I wonder because she's been shattered before. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she's been keeping herself alive by inhuman means of like that's her heart that's the first thing that popped in my head I, I, another thing is in, in when it comes to form wise we, we see uh, Emma voting, uh, voting yes uh, despite the fact that uh, <laughs> Destiny has a, 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 a expressionless mask on mm-hmm. it still has expressions the way they zoom in with the reflections of people like it, it's it's it was masterful the way they did that and she she's looking in yeah. and you see the reflections of chuck and uh, uh magnus there who are i gotta say i'm so disappointed like they're the biggest bastards they're absolute bastards and they're they're equal now like like we were talking about age of apocalypse you know magneto tries to you know carry on xavier's dream and you know, you know the the ch- the chosen person that to usher in you know human and mutants living together uh, is gone. But now he's an equal piece of shit, <laughs> like just pure and simple. I I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say pieces of shit, but like I think the whole thing is like they're leading a nation and they've got to be the guys making the tough choices. I and I think that that's if nothing else, I think that's the way they're definitely looking at it. I agree, but you're building a foundation on lies and secrets. Um, anytime, uh, and and you and I have both talked about this, and say, I have the same relationship with Colin. Anytime something is amiss, I'll let you know immediately. Yeah. Um. They're building Krakoa. This, and we've already seen how a riot can get with what happened with onslaught. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's so many secrets. It, yeah. If if they had come out in the open, we have a big problem. We just found a koa. We have a big problem. We're probably gonna no matter what we we see uh, extermination from a Nimrod and Sentinels. Um, everyone putting their heads together. It wouldn't have been a secret. It'd have been like okay, we're all together. But now everyone is being wronged, and they just wronged the wrong fucking psychic. Yeah. The wrong psychic. Imagine if they had, if they had brought her back and said, "Hey, we've got problems. Here is a, an immortal mutant 
uh, work with her. <laughs> like, 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 let's see what could happen. Because Moira was trying to do everything on her own. Like, uh, now that you've read, read everything, you saw that she was doing everything on her own. And just eventually, uh, uh, she connected with, uh, with Chuck. And, and in, one, in one life, she's with Charles Xavier. In one life, she's with Apocalypse. In right. one life, she's with Magneto. Correct. You know, nothing, nothing ends up working. I thought, and that's and that's the thing with Destiny. Is she, the whole thought process was that, you know, no matter what they do, they don't win, and that's kind of the thing with uh, the reasoning behind keeping Destiny and the other, you know, people who can see the future, oh, you know, dead, is that they freaking they can't let everyone else know. No matter what they do, they fail. Yeah, they fail. I mean, you know, maybe if they had brought everyone together, they could have come up with something, but maybe not. I'm, I'm really worried how this is going to end. I'm, I'm not, especially since Hickman's not going to be finishing it, and mm-hmm. or if he might have finished it, and then that's when he he did the best he could with too many cooks in the kitchen. But this is all leading to Clone Wars. Let's face facts. Oh Jesus Christ! Don't do that to me, man. It's X Men Clone Wars. We're all back, and we're back at the school. <laughs> Everything's back to it was status quo. It, it was all a dream. It was me the whole time, Austin. <laughs> Aww. Ow. Professor X was the one that threw the pie at Kevin Owens. Oh, they've never solved that, and it still pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> he was, Especially he was just innocently eating chips under a table <laughs> the entire time. As you do. Yes. Um, expressions. Everything here is Cocoon Network redacted. Xavier override. We've got um, looking at this one. It's just too many people are figuring things out, and we've got the other thing. I still think that that Beast is actually Dark Beast. You read X Force when he poked his eye out, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Evil monkeys. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the evil monkeys. Ah, working for Orcus. Why are there evil monkeys? Wouldn't they technically be mutants? <laughs> Isn't that the whole problem? Is the mutants? Why do they have their own mutants? Are they homegrown mutants so they're okay? Is the high evolutionary somehow involved? That actually. What is with the what is with the monkeys? Actually, High Evolutionary showed up in the pages of X Men uh, two in the beginning of three. Um, that was a random thing that just happened, which like nothing has really happened in the pages of X Men uh, one, two, and three, other than doing some little random missions and then doing like a uh, oh the humans like well you're okay by us come in and have some dinner with us. Um, high Evolutionary did show up. And- oh goddammit. Yeah, he, he really did. It was a whole issue, too. It was all high evolutionary. And they rejected his offer, and he's like, all right, fine, fuck it. Doom yourselves. And how did you feel about the end scene when when they revealed it? I think they made a mistake showing Emma. They showed Emma everything. Emma got full access to Moira. Oh yeah, well that's that's definitely gonna come back to bite him in the butt because they dumped pissed her off. Yeah, just because Moira un- or just because you know Emma Frost understands doesn't mean she's gonna like it, and doesn't mean she's not gonna use it against you. 
you know, she, you know, she is a master manipulator. I think, you know, we've seen everything she can do. Oh yeah. We've, we've seen a lot. She's done everything. I never thought they could make her a good guy. And then, you know, generation X happened and, and then it just, it took a long time for me to warm up to Emma. And then they did the whole thing with the inhumans and she, uh, I don't know if you know how the Inhumans thing with the Terrigen Mist ended, where she, mm-hmm. uh, the the Inhumans killed Cyclops. She hid it psychically from everyone, kept his body, uh, made a psychic form of him leading the charge, and then made it look like um, he was assassinated in an even brutal way uh, to make it to justify destroying the Terrigen Mist, which is sacred to the the Inhumans. So like, yeah. she lied to everybody. So, and then not to mention the fact that, you know, Jean's back and, you know, she's, Scott's her everything. Yeah. But now. I mean, we'll see how that all works out. Freaking. I love that love triangle, love square, whatever it would be. Now, we end up with the uh, new, uh, new person on the Quiet Council being uh, Mr. Piotr uh, Rasputin. Um yeah, this is this is Xavier and Magneto trying to get back at the rest of the council for bringing in Destiny. I don't understand it, especially after the last issue of X Force, where it revealed that he murdered his girlfriend. I don't think anyone knows yet. Because remember, he murdered her, buried her in a shallow grave, goes and takes a bath, and there's a knock at the door, and it's old Chuck being like, "Hey, we need to talk." Yeah, but I think that "Hey, we need to talk" is him. Wanted to bring him onto the council. I agree, but how did he not know that? I mean, he's gonna—he—he's constantly keeping track of everyone's memories. He's—he's he's got full access to it. Does he just True, not but, care? But does he know? There's like, no does does, does I don't think I don't know if Colossus realizes what he did. That technically—I mean, that technically could have been blocked out of his memory. He knows not what he does. That's a good point. I gotta say though, man, I love the throwback to the OG costume. This, he, oh yeah, he, he he looks like a fucking badass with the beard, man. He he reminds me of when Drew McIntyre came back after getting fired. Nice. As a full on like, okay, he's an Adonis, man. Just the the glisten in his eye, like especially after what we're seeing what his brother's been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and uh, that's a, that's and that's the thing is if you're reading both comics, you know. What's going on there? Or if you're listening to our podcast, you know, you know exactly what's happening. And this is going to be, uh, you know, it's very interesting to think that uh, Mikhail Rasputin basically holds a seat on the Quiet Council. Because hmm. he's still de- definitely in control of, uh, of good old freaking good old Pete. Oof. I still want to see him and Kitty get back together. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Love finds a way, they say. So we got we got Inferno and basically everything going on in the Xbox right now. Uh, Wolverine, his they're struggling on that book right now. Uh, S W O R D Sword, uh, the Shi'ar ca- uh, Council, the, the 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 diplomats showed up to uh, Araco. And half of them got immediately destroyed, and we have a full, like, more mutated storm, even more powerful, which was wonderful. Uh, Cable's in control of of the peak one. 
trying to think of anything else. I see stupid sword thing, Wolverine. Marauders when they... Was it Marauders? No, Marauders when they uh, have that miraculous uh, space save with Iceman. That was cool. But I still don't get where that's going. Hmm. Iceman secretly a scroll. I think it's obvious. He's got to be. Packing Definitely those a scroll. Packing those nuts in his mouth. Oh, uh, that was not an accidental gay joke. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody. Sorry. Sad face. And we're canceled. And we're canceled. Um. Again. Again. Last this time. We was, don't get, this is why we don't get any fan mail. <laughs> last time was your fault. Yeah, maybe. Give me some. Give me some love on some Daredevil man because I hated this issue. I can't believe you hated this issue. It was immaculate, it, a masterpiece of American literature. It was how you gonna hate? How you gonna hate on a Zdarsky? I'm gonna hate because I feel like it was like I feel like it's the tail end of a masterpiece that too many cooks in the kitchen, some assholes in suits over at Disney showed up at Zadarsi's house one night and showed him a picture of like where his kids go to school and told him to wrap the story up as fast as he could because I it's it just did the pacing was all wrong um I I the the fact that Wilson Fisk was ready to kill Typhoid Mary and then from like last issue to now like a lot of it seemed rushed and I, I could see that. I don't think it's anything to do with people from Disney. I think you know they're trying to wrap this story up because the cook we like is leaving the kitchen. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, no, we got a uh, we got multiple bullseyes fighting Electra and Typhoid Mary as daredevils. You know, and that's that's always awesome. You know, freaking getting to getting to watch them work. It's always a pleasure. Action was awesome. Oh yeah, the action was great. Then we end up going uh, freaking Electra ends up following Bullseye into a a, a theater. We see Psy Crimes, the story of two beautiful assassins. A musical. And yeah, yeah, a musical, a love story. It is all things to all people. You know, and we find a man dressed as Bullseye and a woman dressed as Electra. And he and Bullseye is going to force the man to kill the woman, much as he did Electra years before. And you can actually see the blood coming coming down the side because either he's going to kill either he's going to kill the woman or another Bullseye is going to kill them both. So they they got to decide. You know, fortunately, Electra is able to take down all the bullseyes, it ends up actually being saved by the woman dressed as Electra, who runs herself into Bullseye, number one. That we as, finally have the clue which one is the real one. Yep, because of the uh, the scar on the head. Uh, this the, the Stark tech is gnarly on this. The, the oh. echolocation on this. Wonderful. Yep, and then we just see Bullseye over here, you know, do me a favor, kill each other. And freaking, you know, they end up shooting the other, the Bullseyes end up killing each other. Just because the, uh, the head Bullseye says so. 
you know, and we had this nice little thing where, you know, Electra's like, you saved my life. And then the other, the woman's like, you saved ours. And she's like, thank you. You know, and she ends up chasing down the original, the OB, if you will, the original bullseye. Yeah, as we have a slight conversation with uh, Miss Lubris and Wilson Fisk, trying to, you know, Wilson Fisk basically like, you know, keep your eyes open, you know, when the, you know, when you rest atop the pyramid, death can strike from any direction, and we turn right around back into Electra versus Bullseye. Both of them have a pistol. And freaking Bullseye shoots first because, you know, he tells Electra she's too slow. And it pings off of two or three different things before it pings off her sigh and ends up going freaking, we think it's going to end up hitting Bullseye. He's, he's always just like, you're nothing, you hear? And then out of nowhere, Daredevil, still in his prison orange, comes across and punches Bullseye in the face and just jumps on top of him and starts pummeling him. Until Electra actually pulls him up, pulls Daredevil off a of bullseye. And they're not, they're not in Hell's Kitchen. They're in, they're in Tan Square. Yep. This is, this is. I, I see all the flashing lights, and I, I, I think uh, the ending of uh, World War Hulk. Uh, Tony Stark draining the Gamma out, and but that was a a world ending event but this has so much more gravitas to it like this is there's so much more involved how did you feel about did you feel that wilson fisk and uh what's the other chick's name um typhoid mary no 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 the uh the old white chick that runs the mop oh luber lubris miss yeah. lubris do you feel they're going soft do you feel that they just they've had enough i kind of feel like fisk is just tired like i think he's I think he's definitely had a change of heart in a couple of different ways, which we'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. And he's just trying to, you know, trying to take care of his friends, take care of Izzy. You know, trying to trying to help her without, you know, straight up telling her what she needs to do, but still trying to tell her what she needs to do. I gotta say, I hated the Spider Man, the FF, Iron Man show up here. Like this was so unnecessary. This was, this yeah, it was a little lame. Like it was kind of like, it was kind of like, oh, you know, he's out of his territory, so we're able to come help now. Like, but yeah. like, I don't. Yeah, I felt it was. I, felt, I don't think it was needed. No, no, not at all. You know, and then we've got a whole bunch of superheroes for no real reason. Like Iron Man, we got Spider Man, and the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I do like the fact that there's just one cop just being like, "Screw it, I'm taking him in." I mean, I'm just gonna like. I feel like that. That's definitely leading somewhere. I agree on that one. That's a good. That's a good insight on that one. And that cop's got some. That cop's got some hatred in his heart for some heroes. I don't like the way that Spidey shut him down, though. What have you done? Like, he's a New York City police officer, man. You don't want to know what I've had to do to keep the peace. Like, th- that's not fair. <laughs> like, okay, uh, your 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 uncle's dead. Because of you, <laughs> like, like let's go down the list of all the shit you've done, asshole, unsanctioned. Yeah, and that's kind of it's an interesting thought process. Like freaking, like if somebody knows who this cop is, this is a particular cop that we're unaware of. By all means, leave some comments below. Yeah, let us let us know. Because I feel like I feel like this has to be somebody. Like this is going to be in somebody's 
whether it's somebody's cousin, somebody's brother, somebody's son, or like a supervillain in his own right, or a hero. You know, we could turn around and this is the new mass Marvel of Marvel. It could happen, like, man. Yeah. Maybe this is the Sink's cousin twice removed through marriage. Well, I gotta say, he's not. it's not Tinian wrote, so they're not going to be buying this just for the, the quick flash of him. <laughs> but uh, You say that now, but in five years. In five years, we're going to be, be... This could be the old hotness. We're going to find it at Ed's. But we need all the copies of Den- Daredevil 35. Shit, I've got four copies of fucking First Parents Miracle Molly now. <laughs> Let's just... Uh, I just got my one. I've got... I've, I've got the entire run. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty goddamn close, brother. <laughs> I'm pretty close. You're like just the ones with Miracle Molly, but I've got the entire run. I'm almost... I've got all the Rebirth, I've got all the freaking New 52. Okay, 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 I got it. I was broke during that time, that's not fair. <laughs> oh, so was I. <laughs> I've told you stories. Yes, you have. Uh, but nonetheless, we're finishing up with uh, Wilson Fisk in his ivory tower. And Bullseye comes after him, but freaking Mary's there to save him, ends up stabbing Bullseye, and they go falling off uh, through a gla- no, a window, falling to the ground below before, you know, Wilson saves Mary. You know, and she's just like, I tried to protect you, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't mean to, I didn't want to leave, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, and then like Wilson Fisk shows some freaking emotion. He's like, you know, when you left, I was furious because I was so scared of losing you. And then he ends up right there freaking, you know, hey, will you marry me? And she's like, yes. Didn't, didn't they talk about this in Speed? Like, <laughs> like, uh, like times of great distress. <laughs> sounds about, sounds pretty familiar. Yeah, it was it was a fun book, man. I I, I just I, I just felt okay. I I re- redact what I said here. The pacing was great for the action, but I, I feel like they packed so much in this issue that we missed out on a lot more. Like uh, like the 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 rogue cop that the the uh, that everyone hates now because he's uh, mm-hmm. in internal affairs. Um, like where'd he go? I, I, I will give you the super the the superhero brigade coming to make the save it was way too much. Yeah, that was bullshit. I, th- I think I think the cop thing was great. I think I think you could have gotten just as much done with just utilizing the uh, the ex girlfriend lawyer. Yeah, in that role would have been just fine to get him through everything. You didn't need Spider-Man or the Fantastic Four or Iron Man to get any of that across. But I thought the pacing was solid. I thought freaking it got a whole bunch of stuff in there that, you know, we had a good ending for, for Bullseye. But we don't know if all the clones were killed or not. No, we do not. We don't know if that was the original one either, either. He didn't have That's true. He, he didn't, the he didn't take the mask off. I want to talk so. about I want to talk about form for a minute because talk about form if you're if you're uh, first off uh, if you guys are going to art school to be a great artist uh, uh, quit uh, you go to art school to be a teacher um, if you're not already a good artist you're never going to be one 
you're going to learn good form, and one of the first classes you're going to take is theory. And in theory, what they do is they teach you the five steps of how to uh, process artwork. Now, whether if it's literature, whether if it's, it doesn't matter. First thing, step one, what is it? It's a painting of a chick, or in this particular case, it is a 25-page uh, comic book about Daredevil. Uh, we're talking maybe an average of uh, six panels per page. The artwork is flowing in terms of like your eyes can easily decipher where you need to go from point A to point B to the next panel, uh, even with dialogue. And, you know, there's a lot of talking and fighting, and that's what it is. Number two, form. It is, uh, this is more likely a, uh, if you're looking at the Mona Lisa, it is uh, oil paints on canvas, or board, uh, depending, I'm, I'm not that schooled on the Mona Lisa other than the fact that it was one of the, uh, the reason why the Mona Lisa is so important, it's the first time that uh, light sources were utilized correctly, uh, in terms of like the light comes from here, reflects there, and, you know, it's just a chick, just, you know, standing there. Number three, what does it mean? We, we went through what it meant. You know, we, we talked about how important it is, all the, the, the different relationships, relationships going on here. A um, couple books that stood out form-wise, that are stand out, uh, I, I think knocks out of the park whether or not you like the story or not. Number one, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is supposed to be told ugly. Everyone that I know, like Mike Ruth, uh, online. I mean, there, there's a lot of secondary colors here, uh, a lot of greens, purples, oranges. Uh, like if you read uh, Watchmen, um, have you ever watched any of the, the breakdowns of Watchmen when, when they're talking about how it was made? One of the mm -hmm. first things that they talk about is they talk about the color scheme, all secondary colors. So uh, green, orange, purple, brown, those sort of things. And that's what's utilized here. And it's a lot of dirty ink work. A lot of great expressions, a, a lot of uh, of movement. It's all there, whether or not you like the story or not. It's gorgeous to look at if you can understand the way it works. Uh, for example, I was bitching about Batman Reptilian. Uh, I really and we talked about this like off camera a couple times, but Gar Garth Ennis really needs therapy. Um, <laughs> This guy needs some therapy. Go back to writing some good comics because this one went completely off the rails. Um, unbelievable Batman. Yeah, the, 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 the artwork's great. It's digital, form-wise. It's, it's obvious. Um, a lot of abstract imagery, a lot of uh, exaggerated forms, but like when it comes to form, there was a lot of times I didn't know where to look. Uh, like what just happened here? That doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. like it's, yeah, that's a, a gorgeous painting of of this reptile that is the bastard child of of King Croc, uh, but the story's not there. Yeah, it's just it's disjointed. Uh, we can go to Ice Cream Man, which is uh, number 26. And I was really scared that number 25 was the last one because they ended it on a weird note. Like, do you want more or is this over? Um, but it's told where it, you're told to flip the your comic 90 degrees. 
and it folds out. Well, not like completely folds out, but like it's you're, you're watching a man climb down a, a, a tree in Ice Cream Man form, the standard standard art that Ice Cream Man always does. Um, but he's going down his. This is me. I am. Uh, I'm a pill junkie. I hate my life. My wife ignores me for some reason. She wants to have a kid with me. I wake up in the morning. I, I high anxiety. I take these pills. Go to work. I'm a zombie. Go home. Maybe fuck my wife. Wake up. Repeat. This is my great grandfather. He was uh, a calligrapher. Gets a job. Comes here to the states. Uh, then the print takes over. No one cares about calligraphy anymore. Dies in a bottle. His kid. My dad. Bastard son of this guy. Completely living off acid. Like, it's, he's talking about a downward spiral that is, he thinks is genetic. And as they're doing this, the form of the comic book is showing you him climb down a, a, a family tree. You'd think that a tree is supposed to go up, right? But he's, yeah. going, he's going down. And and how it's all affected him. And, like, they, they do interject, uh, W. Maxwell Prince interjects the, the Ice Cream Man lore, like, uh, this world is haunted by a man in an ice cream truck. Yeah, sure it is, Dad. Um, but eventually, he goes too far. He falls off the tree, falls in the ground, the roots eat him, and he falls into the roots, and he meets his family that are in a pub within the roots. It's not hell, it's not limbo, but it's certainly not anywhere you want to be, and they're just sitting there chatting about bullshit, about things that don't matter. It's the Oblivion Bar. That's a great point. Thank you. Uh, please elaborate on that, because, like, that's awesome. I just made, I, I, I just know some Constantine. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's just like a bar owned by, I think, Detective Chimp owns it now. Yeah. But it's just like a bar outside of space and time. Nothing gets done there. You go and you sit and you bullshit and you get drunk and then you wake up hungover someplace and you've done nothing. And it's one of those things where... Sounds like my 20s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, yeah, my, my 20s too. Um, Arkham City is another one. Uh, we've the, the actual... Like, it's, it's not that pretty. I would imagine those, those, those kind of like I think that's one of the things we've talked about previously is like certain comics almost dictate a certain style of art. Thank like you. you can't you can't do that in like a Spider-Man comic or no like a like a normal Batman book. You can't get away with that in like a but like in like an Elseworlds story or like a side story you, works flawlessly. You can try. Like you were saying earlier with Swamp Thing or. Like Constantine or Hellblazer, obviously. Yep. You know, but like freaking, like you can't, you can't, you, you're never gonna pull that off in a Superman story. No, no. Or if if you do, I'd I'd, I'd be interested to see it. Like if you did, if Garth Ennis or somebody of that nature wrote like a freaking a Superman story, it'd be interesting to see them work the story. Around you, it almost had to work the story around the art. That's a great to really point. kind of get it. Yeah, to it, make it all work together, is to make it flow together. It would piss off the regular readers that don't know or that. Let me phrase that: that haven't challenged themselves to different types of art, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you like, that's yeah. what you like. But like what you like, don't be a dick. 
Precisely. And, I, and if I come off like a dick like right now, I apologize. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a Brian Zane thing from Wrestling with Regret. I yeah. just wanted to... I, I just think it's, I think it's a great line. No, it, it, <laughs> it, it definitely applies. Um, some of this, I, I feel like, was done with Sharpie. And if they did it with Sharpie, that's fine. But we've got, like, who's the protagonist here? Asriel, who's going and murdering people again? Because God is telling him, and is telling him accurately where to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. The ten-fingered man, uh, ten-eyed, the, the, the ten-eyed man, um, is uh, the cops on the phone talking with the head, head chick from Arkham. Hey, where are you getting these leads? Uh, don't worry about it. Well, we can't find the ten-eyed man. Uh, don't worry about it. How'd you get that lead? I don't know. Don't worry about it. Uh, she's got him in his apartment, in her apartment. Like, he, he just ripped some guy's jaw off, and he, she helped him perform a, 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 a black magic ritual for this. The, 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 oh, wow. We're, we're talking about more, we're talking about the roots of what happened with, uh, with, with A-Day, um, is that, yeah, everything happened at Arkham, but there's a ghost haunting everyone that escaped. And anyone that was involved in Arkham, it's called Arkham City because the Ten-Eyed Man has come up with a map through the tunnels and all the secret, uh, the, the secret schematics of not secret, but like people don't know about how Gotham is interconnected. Yes, yes, and uh, they're looking for. I've never heard of this guy before. Um, Ten X's. What's his name? Double X. Um, He's he's being held captive by a meth dealer that no longer sells meth because he's got double X. And it, one of his regular customers shows up, and he's like, yeah, I don't have that shit anymore. And he's like, what do you got? And he says, go touch that guy. And it takes him to, like, unearthly spectral highs. And mm. he comes back, and he's like, I, that's all I can think about. And he's like, yeah, you know, that first one was free. And Asriel shows up, and... There's there's so much more going on with Fear State because this is all going on during Fear State. Unfortunately, it doesn't have the Fear State logo on it, which I think mm-hmm. which is fine. I think it really doesn't need it because this is kind of it could stand alone uh, in terms of like the story. It's not the prettiest art, but the the grittier the story, the grittier the art. It perfectly matches. It it balances. It's 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 in a in a really lame metaphor. You know, the right cheese with the right wine. Yeah. With the right wine, um, form-wise, form-wise. Trying to burn this as fast as possible for you because we got better stuff to talk about. Uh, Mr. Did Ice Cream Man. Uh, Gunslinger, to a point. Uh, there's five different stories going on with Spawn. Uh, the Gunslinger Spawn, uh, I don't want to ruin that for anyone because each one was about five or six pages in it really expanding on what's going on with Gunslinger because we really don't know that much about him other than that he's displaced from time and all the stories that are connecting it form-wise help you get invested in the character. Uh, King Spawn, form-wise, Spawn teleports inside of Billy Kincaid, destroys him from the inside out, saves the kid, and guess what? Billy Kincaid's still alive. Like, the, the... the visual of, 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 a, of a spine coming of a giant, demonic, pedophile, white, bull-cut man, half his face is hanging to the side, still alive. It worked. You, you put that on anything else, uh, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah. 
What, what are you doing? Um, give us some Batman, though, man, because uh, we didn't have any really big Fear State to catch up on this uh, other than... Um, Did we already talk? We talked about it last week you know, reuniting uh, Poison Ivy with her other self. I think we talked about the plan, yeah. But yeah, I know we got uh, we got some peacemakers down in Eden, which is underneath Gotham City, where Poison Ivy has kind of made her own land. But at the same time, that uh, the the roots are in inside the you know Gotham. So, like, if they make her mad, she could just bring the entire city down. Right. And that's kind of, that seems to be Simon Saint's plan. You know, and she's got the Unsanity Collective with her. But on top of that, they've also got Ghostmaker, who's out here trying to, she's protecting everybody. And he's ready to go to war. While Poison Ivy's trying, uh, Mr. Mr. Wise is trying to talk sense into Poison Ivy. Or Queen Ivy at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, same time we've got Batman and Miracle Molly running through the sewers of Gotham, chasing after Scarecrow, trying to find the uh, the Miracle Machine. Not the Miracle Machine, but the. Uh, no, I read you. Uh, what was it? I read you. I get the. Uh, I forget what it's called. Too, you know, I'm terrible with names. The Mind Machine. The machine that basically takes away all their past, basically, and leaves them with uh, their ba- their basic traits, basically. You know, they're talking about and Batman's talking about how they, you know, with the wrong, the wrong move on Queen Ivy, they could collapse Gotham City. You know, talking about how they're running out of time, and they end up finding Scarecrow, and Scarecrow's got this this machine that is. Basically, because it's, it's, all the mind machine is um, old school Mad Hatter tech, because we found out that Mister Wise used to work for the Mad Hatter, right? Or with this machine, he's got uh, for him. He was he was his underling. Freaking, uh, but uh, he's got this uh, this machine that was built from Mad Hatter tech. And apparently it makes the Unsanity Collective uh, uniquely susceptible to his programming. And Miracle Mo- and he turns it on, and Miracle Molly just loses her mind. She's just overcome by fear. Yeah, I wasn't too happy seeing my girl getting getting hurt on that one. Yeah, and she, you know, she's losing her mind. At the same time, we find Scarecrow, who now has uh, Peacekeeper 1, uh, Sean Mahoney. And, you know, he's trying to fill himself full of fear that he basically comes through the other side and his mind will be expanded and he will just basically be Scarecrow's puppet. Batman trying to save him ends up trying to get a hold of that machine and ends up knocking over Scarecrow and loses his mask. And, you know, he's just like, you know, let her go. And he's like, no, Batman, she needs to learn, and to do so, you know, she needs to learn that fear is stronger than blam. And we find out that Scarecrow's been shot through the tum-tum by Sean Mahoney. It was just, it was like, figures it's about time he shut up. 
He's got he's got his finger on the button too. You know, apparently, you know, whatever machine, the machine they were using a Molly made her, she couldn't even think it was so horrible. And Mahoney turns around, he's like, you know, you know, they're trying to disable the sphere bomb. And she, and he's like, I'll deal with Mahoney. And Mahoney just walks over and puts on his mask, you know, and he talks about how, you know, Batman, Batman's failed. You know, he's not, he's not strong enough or good enough. To save Gotham City. But Mahoney's like, I know that I am. You know, you're a kid in a Halloween costume. You're no better than Scarecrow or any of the other freaks. You've let ruin the city. And he's like, you think I can scare you? You think you can scare me? And Batman just responds, yes, I do. And we get these, we just, just these awesome fight scenes between the two. The, the, like, there's so many good, like, the... Peacemaker put his mat. He's got his mask on, you know. But I, I can see that now clearly. He's standing there looking tough as a motherfucker with his organic, techno organic knife. And we got Batman, just being Batman, just staring at him. Like this is this is like old school like cowboy shit. And then the the run in and yeah, this was some serious action. Oh yeah. But now the whole thing just just you know page and a half of just action going on miracle models that are trying to take care of this fear bomb we see batman getting punched through a wall and still keeping his aware as he's you know ducking and dodging and dodging and ducking and dipping dipping diving exactly and freaking he ends up getting you know, getting one over on peacemaker one you know, and Molly's like, you know, I need, you know, she's like, I can't get this fear bomb. You know, I can't, I can't work through the fear bomb without Crane's help. And he's, you know, alive enough. You know, and he's like, Batman's going to die. Gotham will evolve. You can resist and die yourself or you can make it better. You know, make your choice. And then we go back to Ghostmaker. who's fighting off the Peacemakers. And then, um... You know, Wise is trying to talk some sense into Ivy before she does something everyone's going to regret. And, you know, he's she's like, I'll never listen to, to a man like you ever again. And we see Harley. It's like, maybe you'll listen to me. And as Queen Ivy turns around, we see that Ivy and the gardener found the missing part of Poison Ivy. That's where it was. I, I feel like I'm just like so scrambled when it comes to everything going on now. Because we're, yep. we're we're having three stories inter- intervene here. Um, the one thing I have a, a beef with is tying in with uh, where how this if Batman now they've done an excellent job here. Uh, I, I really shouldn't be bitching uh, considering how many times like Wolverine's in every other book. Um, I want to know the time span where. Batman's in the sewers with Maricano figuring things out. He knows, like they mentioned in the last detective, you know, he knows that Poison Ivy's got hit her her uh, roots. They can get everything gets sucked down. He's trying to save Maricano. Then we got to worry about the uh, infestation from um, from Vile, yeah, from Vile. Um, uh, everything else has been continuity wise just fine. You can read everything. If you're reading everything weekly, if you don't read it in order, 
of the books that just came out that week, you're you're going to be fine. But the the disconnect with what's going on with that, because like I said, there's three stories going on in this one issue, uh, culminating. We've got you know just like you said, the missing piece of a uh, poison ivy. We're figuring yep. out going on what's going on with uh, Peacemaker and Miracle Molly and uh, mm-hmm. the Mind Machine, and then we get the uh, the Batgirls here, um, you know, showing up after the last Nightwing issue, where where Nightwing and Oracle or or, or Batgirl are doing their damnedest to get there as fast as possible. They know it's a whole setup. The whole mm-hmm. place the whole place goes down. Uh, form wise, um, back to form wise, we see uh, Simon Saint. Uh, appear on the screen here. We see him in a bunch of different comics, but I like the way the artist depicted him. His brain is bigger. He's almost like Brainiac big or a leader. Uh, you know, the, 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 the hair pulling back and, and, and the, the sunglasses and the even more exaggerated turtleneck. Uh, I really, in the, the exceptional colors uh, even parts where they just left color out completely, just aesthetically, it, it's it's extremely pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls get away. Um, right. I, I feel like I cut you off before you finish what's going on with that one. I apologize. I just got excited. Yeah, no, I mean, they're you know they're running, they're on the lamb. You know, they end up blowing up the watchtower, which is insane because all you know, all all their stuffs there as far as you know, Oracle and whatnot. Her books, everything she's ever kept. Yeah. You know, they turn around and you know they're they're running. You know, they're not quite sure who's who's with them or who's against them because freaking the media thinks that at least freaking Cassandra Kane's a murderer. So there, you know, last little scenes we see them in their in their you know civilian gear, you know, and Cassie Cassie still now you know not talking as much as she could, you know, and you know we see the the news reporters talking about how um, you know asking residents to alert them of any Batgirl sightings. We will continue to coverage of this morning's events throughout the day, and they're just like we're hosed. You know, and Cassandra's just like, you know, calling them liars. You know, and spoilers freaking out. You know, we're the flipping back girls. How, how could you? How could they possibly think we're terrorists? You know, and they're and they're basically on their own. You know, and then you know, Cassandra turns and hugs. Spoilers like we're you know we're still flipping back girls always. You know, we'll figure it out. You know, what would be gnarly here if the next two issues before they wrap this up they did a warrior style thing where they only got to make it like 30 blocks yeah that would that would be so cool it would beef these girls up and i think it would give an amazing reintroduction of what we already have with um batwoman who just showed up and saved the day over at city hall Mm -hmm. um like she's in the her and her girlfriend are basically in the same spot they they both have a common enemy of fake Oracle. We still don't know who the hell that is. Um, yep. I, yeah, we still haven't, we still haven't seen anything on Seer. No, no, we don't. No, I, if they did, I, even if it was a blatant ripoff, I'd be so happy. They got 30 blocks to go. <laughs> they got 30 blocks to go. They got no weapons. They can't dress. They can't put their armor on. And magistrates everywhere. Uh, oh, I, I would, I would mark out for that so bad. That would be so yeah. cool. 
and that's the thing if seer knows who they are you know nothing stopping seer from freaking putting that stuff out there and be like hey they're right here they, this is what they're wearing they can't stop and like change clothes every block I mean, like, yeah. with with the Warriors, I mean, it was distinctive. Each gang had their own colors, their own outfit. Um, mm-hmm. Ah, gnarly. That could be interesting. I mean, it'd be fun to see with them what they're going to do with it. Yeah, you know, just, you know, where are they going to end up? That's the question. You know, do they look for... Do they look for somebody they know? Do they look for the Insanity Collective, perhaps? Do they, you know... Do they find you know find out where Nightwing and Barbara are and go after them? Right. You know, there's a there's a few different angles you could play it with. Let me take point with Mister Miracle because I need your opinion. Okay. Now we got six of six. One of the this is one of the most visually gorgeous comics ever. Like it's mm-hmm. just we've been really fucking spoiled. We talked about it uh, a couple months ago. Uh, we are so spoiled this renaissance going on in comics. I mean, this is just emotive-wise. I mean, like, this is just a six-issue series. We've Like, this has been eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even more. But uh, the one thing I I want to avoid any type... I, anytime I take any sort of business venture or go, go into anything full, full force is to make sure I don't have that stupid story where I go in, like, some headstrong, like, dumbass that immediately makes a million mistakes like he goes on a shitty date you know he's a he's a, a cocksure asshole she's not having it but there's still something there i don't want anyone to like have to fix me or to go into like a situation where i fuck up majorly and then eight people have to help me you know save the day i really want to avoid that you know like i like we've had conversations like hey this is going on here's how i want to react before I do, <laughs> yeah, because you're eighteen years, you're nineteen years in the business. I'm three, and um, here we see Mister Miracle. Uh, what, what number is he? Is he four? Uh, Shiloh would be the third, if I remember correctly. Because there's Thaddeus Brown. There is his freaking, dad. There, yeah, uh, Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa. Um, which we just discovered. Um, then there is Scott Free, and then there's Shiloh. Okay. <clears throat> Do you get my point here? When it, when it comes to like wanting to avoid that. Now we've seen this guy Shiloh make every mistake whatsoever. Oh yeah. Every mistake he can make. We've got hindrances of uh, what's that little dude? Um, Oberon. Oberon, like. You know, the last issue, like, you know, like, hey, you know, surprised to see you here instead of running away. Um, of course you have a jetpack. And uh, every little revelation here was so much fun. I, I really wish that, that they really need to make this into a, a DC animated movie. That This would be gnarly to watch. Um, that could be fun. We'd, we'd need a precursor to establish Scott Free and, uh, and Barda. It'd be the 15-minute cartoon before we get to the real, like, it'd be the appetizer. It'd be the appetizer, and the the battle was great. The dialogue was amazing. It really flowed. I love the, I, I, I love the fact, because I, time travel stories 
usually chafe me because I, I get lost sometimes. Like, what's, yeah. go, what's going on with Kang right now? Like, okay, now you were the guy that was supposed to fix everything, now you fucked up, and now you're here now, and now you're there. And then, but they did a thing with Kang and the Fantastic Four, time travel thing, and, like, it's not that I'm not paying attention, I just, it, it gets convoluted. And yeah. it, it didn't get convoluted with this, especially when you find out that his main nemesis, who is, she's pissed off the fact that her mom and dad are dead, or disappeared, and the whole reason they're disappeared is because she went on the quest to go find them. <laughs> yep. The uh, the whole thing, the uh, the idea that the you were you were told that this is your destiny and it's going to be bad, and every step you take to avoid it, uh, you get closer and closer to what you didn't want to happen. Mm-hmm. What did you think, man? How much fun did you have with this one? Uh, it was good, man. Freaking, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was interesting to see. Shiloh's parents come back. That was so redemptive. I love that. Yeah, you know, uh, like the the whole thought process. Of like he just, at the end of the day, to get the mother boxes full power, he needed to really kind of accept himself. You know, because you don't really because of all the, you know, Mister Miracles. Everybody always assumes it's it's Scott Free. Right. You know, freaking. You know, this is the first time I can remember a Shiloh Norman story in forever like i've seen him in the uh the original run i think he debuts in issue 15 if i remember correctly so he's been around forever but like we very rarely focus on him as mr miracle you know we end up you know and at the end of the day i keep thinking you know he's ever he's able to accept who he is and utilizes that to beat never free and utilize the mother box and they end up going back to the right time, you know, he ends up turning around and he ends up, you know, kind of, and we get, we get a complete happy ending. You know, he ends up getting back and talking with the, uh, the girl he had the first date with in the first issue and talking with the, uh, you know, his, uh, the guy and his manager to his, get out, set booker, something up. His book, his you know, booker, if you will. <laughs> And he has him set up a press conference, and the very last thing he does, you know, we see him on stage, and he, you know, people are like, "Who is Mister Miracle?" And he ends up taking his mask off and showing his face, because that was a huge thing for him initially. And freaking, he's like, you know, Shiloh is, and that's where the where the comic book ends. Because at the end of the day, like this whole six issue run has basically just been about. Accepting who you are, flaws and all. Yeah, wonderful. You know, and at the end of the day, um, you know, he was able to do it. I love the fact that he's a metropolis. Like, he's 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 working fully in metropolis. We, Superman, let him do his thing. Yeah, he's he's the other hero, in metropolis. I, or the thing is, another part of him trying to accept himself because he's not. You know, nobody's going to be Superman except Superman. Right. Took four guys to try it. None of them actually successfully did it. Not in the least, but I mean, we got some remnants of good stories later on, kinda. I mean, like first one thing I think of that came out of like Superboy was King Shark, and that wasn't even the that wasn't even the Superboy we're talking about. Yeah, freaking. I, no, I'm liking what they're doing with in a Suicide Squad with Match. Mm. So. That's a clone story that seems to be working. It is, man. 
It is. Uh, we, we end in all the books we've read. We keep seeing these advertisements for Batman and Robin. Discover how Dick Grayson learned to fly. Um, I don't think that you're schooled on this one because these are more of the indie DC comics, but uh, Jeff Lemire wrote this. Okay. Who did uh, Sweet Tooth, uh, tons of other things he's done. Um, he, he, he Sometimes he does his own art like he did with uh, Sweet Tooth, but if Jeff Lemire's doing this, this one, we cannot miss this one. I'm, awesome. I'm already going to tell Ed, like, you know, make sure make sure I'm getting this one. Um, I, wanted nice. to, I wanted to finish with House of Slaughter, but I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to do that to our readers, uh, especially I don't think it's fair that uh, Ed lets me uh, buy the variant covers, uh, the Virgin variant covers, painted gorgeous, for fucking cover price and my 10% off. <laughs> Ooh, fancy. Like, I, I saw one of the covers that I bought for cover price uh, three months ago for, like, $90 the other day on eBay. And, oh, wow. And people were bidding on it. And, you know, just love that, Ed. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it's fair. Um, always be good to your comic hookup. Yes, always be good, because we're, we're his uh, fellow uh, loyal crackheads. <laughs> Pretty much. Baseheads. Need my fix. Need my fix. We need the fix, man. Like uh, we're up late, you know, doing what we do, just grinding out the good comics. Um, I really hope that everyone that's listening, uh, whatever fed you work for, uh, what co- what character you're working on, what comic you're working on, uh, what you don't dare say out loud that you want to do is helping you build the story. Because Tony and I are putting it out there for you. Um, we love what we do. We have a most excellent. New Era show coming up this weekend. Uh, Saturday night, November 6th. Bird Brawl, $10. $10 at the door. Show up with some uh, canned goods and get two bucks off. You're going to get a free first print Junsu Joshua Michael comic book. First comic I'm ever letting anyone see that I've done. Um, Get some beautiful flyers. You're going to get to see some high-flying action, some... It's not just the high flying. It's like we've we've got technical, we've got great story, we've got everything. Mm-hmm. The Mile High Comics. Yeah, a whole lot, a whole lot of. Sh- show up a little bit early and uh, you know, raid their dollar bins and we're we're doing it, man. It's yep. a lot of work, but it's gonna pay off. What you got? What you got left? I mean, how many times do you say you can get to watch a wrestling show with a gigantic sentinel? That is correct. Or a big Spider-Man pop. Yeah, big old Sam. Or a Junsu. Or a Cody Devine. Or... That's true. Uh, actually getting to hear the commentary going on while things going on. It, it really heats the place up. I love it. Good stuff, good stuff. But I don't know. This Saturday night, it'll be awesome. Come check it out. Pay for the whole seats, but you'll only need the edge. The only the edge. Stand up. Cheer. Jeer. Have some fun. Is it my turn this time? Yeah, I think so. I did last time. Guys, this is you 114. We're doing it for you. We love you. This transmission is over, and this is dangerous. Over and out.